From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything you need to know in District 6 each and every week. Now, normally, uh, my name <laughs> normally my name is Brandon Bainey. Yes, my name is Brandon Bainey. Normally, I'm joined by Lance Taylor. He's our District 6 extraordinaire. He's been traveling the last two weeks. So uh, for the second week in a row, Lance not here, but he'll be back next week. No worries. Lance, have a safe trip. Get back to East Idaho safely. Uh, we filled in the gaps this week, though, so it's not just me rambling for 20 minutes like last week. <laughs> uh, and we have a couple of interviews that we're going to play in just a little bit. Let's quickly recap the week that was and then get you set for what's going on this weekend because today's show is going to be really cross-country centered. Uh, you know, the start of the cross-country season kind of flew under the radar a little bit because it, it starts a little bit later than the other fall sports. But that doesn't mean there's not a dearth of quality runners in East. In fact, East Idaho seems to dominate at, at the state cross country meet, at least for the past couple of seasons. And that's going to be, I think, the case again this year. We had a fantastic statewide cross country preview that uh, Marlo Herford wrote for us on IdahoSports.com. That's still on our homepage if you want to kind of get scouted up on what's going on cross country wise. And the big reason we're, we're putting so much emphasis on cross country on this week's episode of the East Idaho PrepCast is because Friday we will be broadcasting live coverage of the Tiger Grizz Invitational. That's right. One of the biggest and best cross-country meets of the season coming to Idaho Falls. Once again, Freeman Park is going to be the destination. It's a meet that's co-hosted by Idaho Falls and Skyline, of course, the Tiger Grizz meet. Um, and we're going to be there broadcasting. There's going to be four varsity heats, two girls, two boys and split up by larger schools, 5A and 4A and smaller schools, 3A, 2A, 1A. Uh, the coverage will start uh, right around 2.45 Friday afternoon. The first heat set to uh, take off at 2.50 and myself and Paul Kingsbury will be there giving you all of your, it's not really lap by lap coverage, but we'll be there broadcasting live at the Tiger Grids event. And so we're going to talk to uh, the coaches from Skyline and Idaho Falls to get you kind of ready for what's going on in the cross country scene. Before we get there though, let's revisit really quickly what happened in football last week. I think the biggest story uh, has to be Idaho falls starting off two and zero. the tigers were a team that came in with not a ton of fanfare. You know, they, they really struggled last season, uh, finished in last place in the high country conference, lost some good players off of that team. And they're one of those teams that nobody really knew too much about. We knew they had some guys coming back, but in terms of preseason hype, there wasn't a ton of information. You know, we tried to reach out to head coach Marty Duffin a couple of times uh, with our statewide football previews and, and never could get a hold of him. So we didn't know too much about Idaho Falls coming into the season either. But the Tigers are 2-0. and with two pretty impressive wins. You know, their most recent win came against Blackfoot, 34-33. to 33. Uh, And so for Idaho Falls to start 2-0, for a program that's been down for a couple of seasons, I think that's really exciting. On the other hand, you have Blackfoot. They're 0-2, but Bronco fans, don't worry. The two losses came to two 5A opponents, Thunder Ridge and Idaho Falls, and each by one point. All right, so Blackfoot has lost two games by a total of two points. I think they're going to be okay. I still think 
they and Skyline are going to be the two favorites in the 4A High Country Conference. And I, th- I think still right now, I'm I'm even leaning a little bit towards Blackfoot in that matchup. That's just my personal opinion. And maybe we can ask Lance when he gets back what he thinks, because that matchup is coming up actually sooner than you think. Blackfoot and Skyline will play each other at the end of September. so Or actually mid, uh, in like two weeks. So uh, that's going to be a fun matchup for sure. So Idaho Falls 2-0, looking strong. Blackfoot 0-2, but no reason to panic too much. Let's talk about Skyline real quick. They they had that uh, heart-stopping loss in the season opener at the Rocky Mountain Rumble to uh, Green River, Utah, or uh, Green Canyon, Utah, and um, it was on a last-second field goal, basically a field goal to win the game uh, for that Utah program. And then Skyline last week came out and really took it to Thunder Ridge. Thunder Ridge is a team we think is going to be pretty good at the 5A level, and the Grizzlies, I think, were not happy with the way their offense performed in the season opener, and they really opened up the floodgates as they won 39 to 18. So congratulations to skyline. They're one and one thunder rage is one and one, you know, this, the high country, I don't think there's much separation between the five, a and the four, a programs this year. You know, I, I think pretty routinely we'll see the five A's beat the four A's. And then the next week, the four A's get the upper hand. I think it's all pretty even up there in the high country conference. The other squad that looks really tough out of the gates is Rigby as they defeated Post Falls 49-14. to That was a game that I was at broadcasting along with Sean Kane on IdahoSports.com. Rigby looks good. In fact, I think Rigby is the best team in the state for 5A football. I feel pretty confident saying that. I've seen some of the Boise schools play now. I've seen Coeur d'Alene play. I, I, think Rigby's, I think Rigby's got it. Rigby is the team. You know, they had some drop passes. Tiger Adolfo's got a, a howitzer attached to his arm and uh, really fires the ball in there with a lot of velocity. And, and the receivers dropped a couple of passes, but really, I mean, that's about the only blemish I can think of. You know, Rigby did have a bad snap right before halftime on a, on a play, and that Post Falls recovered inside the 20, and that led to one of the two touchdowns for the, for the Post Falls Trojans. But overall, man, Rigby looks really, really good. So they're 2-0 as well, and looking like, again, in my opinion, the best 5A team in the state. Other scores quickly, uh, you know, Chalice beat Mackey 44 to 8. Uh, Bonneville came up just short against Century 15 to 13. I think the Bees are still going to be a lot better than they were a year ago. You see the competitiveness. I mean, Century won the game last year by 40 points, and this year it was only by two. So Bonneville, I think, is getting a lot better. West Jefferson shuts out American Falls 22 0. That's a nice win for them. How about Butte County? The Butte County Pirates. I've had them ranked fifth in my personal media poll. I, I, I vote on the uh, statewide media coaches or uh, statewide media football poll agent every week and Butte County's been in my top five all season long even back to the preseason they dominated Lighthouse Christian 60 to 26 Butte County's got a tough game coming up this week we'll preview it in just a moment Malad and I shut out over uh, Ryrie 30 to nothing as the Bulldogs continue to, to try to find their way Firth bounced back after that Heartbreaking overtime loss to Westside with a big 57-8 win over Soda Springs. South Fremont looks really good. The Cougars are 2-0, shutting out Salmon 48 to nothing. And probably the one that turned a lot of heads, the Sugar Salem Diggers, defending 3A champs, juggernaut on the football field, lost the annual rivalry game to Shelley. They lost to the Russets 20-7. So in two games for the Diggers' offense, 10 points total. That's not going to get it done. And, you know, it's been a long time since Sugar's been 0-2 and down, down on the deck like this. And now it's a claw back. Shelly, meanwhile, is 2-0. How about that? Head coach Josh Wells building a good program there with the Russets. 
Teton was shut out by Marsh Valley, 36-0. Hillcrest lost a tough one. Uh, they had to travel all the way to Caldwell to play Valley View. They lost in a one-possession game, 22-14. to And then Saturday, you had two games. You had North Fremont traveling all the way to Melba, and the Huskies win by 10, 48-38, and kind of a high-scoring game that could be a preview of what lies ahead in the 2A postseason. And then you had Madison making the trip all the way to Lewiston, and the Bengals uh, – came away with a 42 to 29 win there as well so that'll be something to keep an eye on as the season goes along madison now one and one what are the best matchups this week i think right away you start with butte county they're two and oh they're playing rockland which is also two and oh so a battle of two and oh teams there i think that's going to be a fantastic matchup you've got south fremont uh traveling to aberdeen in what could be a preview of a uh uh, not a preview, but uh, South Fremont's a good 3A team. Uh, Aberdeen expecting to make the playoffs for the 2A ranks. Snake River traveling to Blackfoot. Does Blackfoot get their first win of the season finally? They've had a really tough schedule out of the gates. Snake River a little disappointed after being shut out by Westside last week. That's a fun rivalry game, of course. And then at the 5A level, the game I'm really keeping an eye on is Thunder Ridge at Idaho Falls. The Tigers, we mentioned, 2-0 start. But this is the first conference game. If they could be three and zero and one and zero in the league, oh, that would be so tremendous. That would that would go a long way towards uh, deciding, you know, their fate. And then the the two games I saved for last are, are what I think are going to be the two best matchups um, on Friday night in Holt Arena as part of the second game of a doubleheader. You've got Rigby, the best five A team against Skyline, possibly the best four A team. That's right. Uh, for Skyline last year, they almost went undefeated. Their only loss came to Rigby. And this is going to be a fantastic rematch. They're playing it inside Holt Arena in Pocatello, which is interesting considering that Rigby and Skyline are both north of Holt Arena. But I guess both coaches, probably uh, this is what I'm assuming, both coaches, Coach Berger for uh, Skyline and Coach Gonzalez for Rigby, know that they're probably going to be playing at Holt Arena in the postseason, at least hoping they are, and they want to get their players acclimated to that after an entire season away from Holt Arena because of the pandemic. So a fun matchup inside Holt Arena, 8.15 p.m. Friday night, uh, part of a doubleheader. Uh, and the doubleheader involves zero Pocatello schools, so that's kind of interesting. The other matchup uh, we're going to have for you Friday night on IdahoSports.com, the Shelly Russets. We mentioned that they're 2-0, and and they are hosting Jerome. The defending Great Basin Conference champions are off to an 0-2 start, though, with a pair of losses to 3A opponents. Now, those 3A opponents are really good, Gooding and Kimberly, but is this Russets team for real? I think so. They turned back Sugar Salem. They turned back Preston as well this year. So Shelly, I think, is ready to turn the corner. This will be their toughest test yet, though, as it is a 4A power that is expecting to qualify for the playoffs in Jerome. So uh, I will be there broadcasting that game Friday night from Shelly, along with Sean Kane, right here on IdahoSports.com, kickoff set for 7 o'clock on Friday night. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. All right, enough football talk. Let's get into cross country, previewing the upcoming Tiger Grizz Invitational that we'll be broadcasting live Friday afternoon starting at 2.45. Let's talk first to uh, the Idaho Falls coaching staff, and they've got sort of co-coaches. It's Craig Enos, uh, Enos and uh, Alan McMurtry. 
Welcome back to our coverage of the 2021 Tiger Grizz Invitational from Freeman Park in Idaho Falls. Brandon Bainey joined right now by the coaching staff of the Idaho Falls Cross Country Squad. Alan McMurtry is the gentleman in the uh, yellow shirt with the sunglasses on top of the hat. Uh, also joining us is uh, Craig Enos, uh, and he is in the uh, salmon-colored shirt. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Let's start with uh, Coach McMurtry. How long have you been coaching cross country? Oh, I've been at Idle Falls High School since 1994. I took over the cross country in 2000. So, been been a minute. Very exciting. And uh, what about you, Craig? How long have you been coaching? I joined. I joined Coach McMurtry in about 2005. I think this is my seven, 16th or 17th year. Okay. So, describe to me what a typical practice is like. Do, do one of you take the boys, one and one take the girls? Do you switch it up? How do, how do you guys divvy up the uh, responsibilities? Well, we've been working long together long enough that we kind of have our different uh, roles and things that we that we manage. But no, we both coach the the boys and the girls, and both the varsity and the JV. We try to give everybody uh, plenty of attention. I have another assistant that's uh, volunteering the last few years, Kathy Erickson, that does a great job, and and she does work with the girls maybe a little bit more than the than the boys. But all three of us try to try to help with all the kids. Sure. Uh, Coach is the uh, is a great data hound. He is he gets all the splits and uh, the guy can run a spreadsheet. He 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 gets us lots of information and lots of numbers to analyze um, on both practices and meets. Awesome. So you're the uh, you're the number cruncher, Craig. I am the number cruncher. (laughs) Okay. So what what do the numbers? uh, Is it just your team, or do you look at other teams and other competitors? Because you know we're going to have over forty teams competing here at the Tiger Grizz. Right. Uh, Usually, it's most of the data is just for for our team. But uh, as we accumulate a number of meets for the year and have a chance to interface or race against, say, some Boise schools, uh, I can uh, sort of crunch the numbers and compare the Eastern schools against the Western schools uh, who have then run against other Western components and their opponents. And, uh, and I can get pretty close as to uh, how the teams rank, uh, even though they're running on different courses. Sure. So you have to be pretty excited then that uh, Rocky Mountain and Hawaii are both coming over to compete. You'll be able to finally see them and get some data. Yep, that's, that's, that's exactly correct. Okay, so let's talk about uh, for uh, Alan, if for those that have never experienced Tiger Grizz before, uh, what what are the fans in for at, at this invite? Um, first of all, carpool if you can, because <laughs> the the parking is an issue. We park up in uh, the University Place parking lot uh, just north of of the park, and uh, we've had people park on the course in the in the past, and so. We try to minimize any vehicles inside of the inside of the park to, so that everybody can see the runners and that the course is nice and open. Um, there is some parking out on the street, but yeah, it's uh, always an exciting, competitive. Uh, one of the biggest invites on a Friday, I think, that is around. Um, yeah, just bathroom situation and we're not uh, providing water at the finish line due to the state uh, doesn't want us handling the cups and everything but we will have training training staff there Um, so there's a limited amount of water so you might want to hydrate I think it's gonna be pretty warm Uh, hydrate before you come and bring your own water bottle and uh, arrive early so that you have plenty of time to walk in from the parking lot 
know, this is going to be an all event and start recording on Instagram soon. And then, uh, oh, we'll be broadcasting the four varsity heats, the uh, two girls and the two boys. Explain how the, the, the heats will be split up uh, this year. Um, I think I got your question, but you, you cut out there a little bit. Um, okay. But the we are doing, uh, you know, we figure that on that course, about anytime you get close to 400 is about as the, the most that it can handle, especially at the start line. And there are some tight corners. Um, so the biggest race will be the, the JV boys A division. And so we have split the B JV division and the A. And then we also did that with the varsity in the past, we ran those together so that they get to run with each other, but then we split out the scoring. Um, but with the additional number of teams coming this year, we decided to just break out the JV and the varsity, and we're even splitting up the junior high. You know, the sport's growing, and there's a lot of uh, junior high uh, runners. So we had to split those races up, too, into kind of a JV and a varsity, even at the middle school, middle school level, which is kind of unique. That's something new that new this year. And uh, if I understand correctly, the A division is going to be like your 5A, 4A schools. B division is going to be 3A, 2A, 1A. Do I got that right? Correct. Correct. I think okay. 40 is the cutoff. Anything 640 students or more will be in the, the A division. Okay. But yeah, basically it's the 5A, 4A because I think we're all from Idaho this year. We have in the past had a few uh, Montana, Wyoming, uh, Utah schools come, but uh, I think we're all Idaho. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be an exciting field, that's for sure. Um, so, Craig, since you uh, have all the data, tell tell me a little bit about some of the athletes uh, that are competing for Idaho Falls this year. Let, let's start on that boys' side because I know there's there's a lot of talented uh, male runners this year. Right. Uh, so, for the Idaho Falls team, uh, of course, we have Luke Athe, who's a sophomore this year. He finished number four in the state state in the five A race last year, and he is the top returner in the 5a classification so of course he's he's one of the uh, most talented in the field and uh you know he has as good a chance of winning a race as anyone else out there so uh we also have uh about five or six other uh good solid returners uh we have uh Richie Stewart, who's a junior, uh, Ben Berman, a junior. Uh, we have Nico Sanchez, who is a transfer from Shelley High School and was ineligible last year. He had to sit out last year, but he's running very solid. Uh, we have another sophomore boy, Jaden Little, uh, and then uh, Taylor Wehausen, and then have a couple freshman boys that are right there with the back of that pack. So we have a good, solid core of eight to ten runners this year lots of competition uh every every practice because uh varsity there's only a certain amount of spots and i'm, I'm sure there's really good competition at the back end of that varsity roster right that's correct yeah okay what about on the girls side who, who are some uh lady tigers we want to keep an eye out for? Yeah, we have uh we have four real solid returners uh led by eleanor eddington who's a junior ally lemons Another junior, uh, Hannah Kohler, a senior. Uh, Abby Corgatelli is a senior, and she's a little bit injured right now, but hope to have her back soon. We have a sophomore girl, Paige Skates, uh, who's been running right close to our uh, pack of three girls up front. And then we have a, 
a, a freshman girl, Rachel Hales, who performed really well at the uh, Soda Springs, the Cardinal Classic uh, last week. It was our number five runner. And then uh, Cami Comba is our number six right now. Okay, so that's a really exciting, good competition there on the girls' side as well. Um, Coach McMurtry, uh, if you could, as best you can, maybe describe the the course for, for those that aren't familiar with the layout of how it's going to work at Freeman Park. Uh, how, how What will our runners have to encounter as they're going over this course? Yeah, so the, the start area is right up by the memorial, and they'll head out uh, to the north. Um, there's several hills most of them in the second half um so it's definitely a it's not an easy course it's not a, a course where kids are going for a pr um they're really racing for place because it's not going to be your fastest time of the year typically um it is where regionals or districts will be for the 3a 4a and 5a from district 6 uh later in october so it's a good preview for those 3A, 4A, 5A schools that'll be competing their, their district meets there to qualify for state. Um, but yeah, this, the course can really sneak up on you if you go out too hard because there are several hills in the, in the second half. We call it the W uh, because it's kind of an up and down, and up and down uh, with uh, one, two, three, four hills there kind of linked together uh, right at the end of the second mile, first of the third mile. <clears throat> actually has a little bit of an uphill finish so yeah it's a it's a tough course yeah that's what i, t I talked to coach schmidt from skyline and he kind of said the same thing it's really rigorous and so it'll, it'll be who, whoever uh finishes in first place will definitely earn it that's for sure very spectator friendly though you can see yes. a lot of the course without having to travel too far um we're kind of confined or limited with our with our space so the course does have some tight turns and some winding back and forth on it on itself a little bit um, but we're able to get the next race going while the other kids are finishing if need be. But uh, I think we have things spaced out pretty well to where we should be able to finish one off and, and up and go right into the next without yeah. any conflict. Looks like a good schedule of events. Well, uh, Alan and Craig, we want to thank you for, for joining us and helping us preview the uh, Tiger Grizz invite a little bit. It's, it's going to be really exciting, and we're very excited to, to broadcast it live as well on IdahoSports.com. Well, thank you. We always appreciate the uh, sport getting any recognition that it can. It's nice. All right. So once again, that was the Idaho Falls coaching tandem of Craig Enos and uh, Alan McMurtry. They uh, have a good crop of especially boys uh, this year on the cross country program. Girls have potential as well. Let's check in with the other coach that's going to be uh co-hosting the tiger grays invitational friday it's skyline cross-country coach sean schmidt welcome back to idahosports.com's coverage of the 2021 tiger grays cross-country invitational brandon baney joined right now by sean schmidt head cross-country coach at skyline thanks for joining us how are you i'm doing great how are you today i'm doing good i'm doing really good um so tell us a little bit about how the season has been going so far at skyline Oh, well, we had two meets, and one was a night meet that was kind of exciting. Um, and then we ran at the Soda Springs Invitational last week, and, and we had some good performances. It's been good so far. It, tell me a little bit more about that night meet. That's kind of unusual. Yeah, um, my assistant coach, Gray Augustus, he suggested maybe we should do something original and different. And, and um, we ran at a park in Idaho Falls, turned on the lights for the softball field, and 
tried to light up the course as much as possible and the kids ran and and um, we had six teams there and with glow sticks and and running fast and a lead bike that had a light so it was really kind of fun yeah so all the uh, all the runners were wearing kind of glow sticks around their wrists and things like that yeah some had them in their hair some of them had them in their on their wrists around their neck you know other kids said i'm not wearing anything i'll just wear a shirt like I'm supposed to. So, yeah, that's uh, that's super exciting. And then, of course, uh, one of the signature cross country events, uh, not just in Eastern Idaho, but really the whole state. Tiger Grizz coming up. How exciting is it to uh, have another Tiger Grizz to look forward to? It's good. It's really good. I mean, Skyline's been around since 1967, and basically, there's been a Tiger Grizz ever since 1967. Every year, um, every once in a while, they've had it canceled for different reasons, but. Um, but um, yeah, so it's been around quite a long time, and um, and this year we have um, over two thousand athletes already registered. It closes at nine o'clock tonight. We'll see how many we have. So, yeah, I think I checked it last count. There was like forty six schools that were participating. That number could go up still, but that that's how does that compare to years past? Um, we're a little bit bigger, probably ten schools bigger this year than last year, and. Intense schools bigger than the year before, but, um, but, um, yeah, 46 high schools and then some junior high schools that they go run there too. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a full day of running. That's for sure. Um, how excited are your athletes? Uh, it's kind of their home meet, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. They, I mean, we, we kids want to do well. They, they know the course probably better than other kids do, which is nice. Um, when they, when we run the hills, our kids are prepared for it, and and we've done those hills many, many times, so they're ready to go. That's for sure. Uh, to to the fans that may not have been following too closely, who who are some athletes to keep an eye on at at Skyline this year? Let, let's start with the girls' side because you've got some really impressive female runners. Yes, yes, Neela Roberts is the returning state champion, and um, she's got a big target on her back. And she's probably favored to win on Friday, but you know she has to run really well in order to do so. So, and then we have a couple other young ladies, Annie Mickelson and Marina Reina are our two and three girls, and and they're getting better every week. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Neela Roberts. Uh, she's only a sophomore, right? Correct. So what what sort of improvement have you seen uh, going from her freshman year to her sophomore year? Because that can typically be a pretty big step, athletics wise. Well, I think there's just a, a sense of confidence about being able to just put out a strong effort every time she races and every workout she does. She really does well doing all those. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you mentioned uh, probably the favorite uh, individually. Who, who are some teams that you're excited to see on the girls' side? Who who uh, Who is bringing strong teams to the Tiger Grizz competition? Well, if, if I had to guess, uh, Twin Falls might be the best girls team and then Preston and Pokey and, and us at Skyline and, and IF. Um, those are the top five. IF um, beat us last week, so they're, you know, they're one of the top five along with us. And, and, and those are all kind of local except for Twin Falls, um, but um, all Eastern Idaho, I should say, except for Twin Falls. But um, Boise's bringing over... Rocky Mountain and Oahe and Bishop Kelly. So those are always good schools too. And yeah, those are, oh, go and ahead. That's big division in the small division. There's um, Sugar Salem and Soda Springs and um, Salmon that are all good on the boys and girls side too. 
Now, at this competition, there will only be uh, one champion, right? It's the small schools competing against the bigger schools, or or do you break it down by classification? We actually have um, four varsity races. So um, one small school girl, one small school boy, one big school girl, one big school boy. And that's um, 4A and 5A are the big schools, and 1, 2, and 3A are the small schools. Okay, that's that's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, how, how about on the boys' side? Uh, how are the Skyline boys looking this year? We're doing okay. Um, we're we're we got one strong senior, and then another senior that's in the top seven, and then we have a bunch of juniors that could you know all make it top seven if they wanted. We got about ten kids competing for the top seven spots. So. And for all our fans that will be watching, who are a couple of names to keep an eye out for in that boys' side. Well, for Skyline, we got Ridge Wilding and um, and um, Kyle Neff, Carson Wages, Nate Meldrum, Aiden Hardy. Those are our top guys. So, and then in terms of teams coming over on on the boys' side, I know Idaho Falls is really good, but but who else are you looking forward to seeing compete as a team in that boys' competition? Well, I do think IF's probably the favorite right now, but um, Bishop Kelly looks good, and so does Rocky Mountain over from Boise. Um, and down south, there's Pokey and Twin and Preston on the in the big schools. And in the little schools, Sugar Salem's the class above everybody else. So, Yeah, all the teams you just mentioned, most of them are, are in the eastern part, and, and you go from 5A all the way down to 1A, and it seems like a lot of the champions come from eastern. What is it about eastern Idaho that produces these great cross-country athletes year in, year out? Well, it's nice to have these kids that want to do work hard and and they kind of, I think they do what their coaches ask them to do, and that makes them better. So, absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to uh, broadcasting the Tiger Grizz competition uh, on IdahoSports.com. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully the weather cooperates. Right? Yep, we're hoping. We're hoping the smoke blows away. It's supposed to. The prediction right now is low smoke turnout for Friday. So, um, that's our goal, and and it's going to be hot. You know, but. Hot is better than not being able to run. So, Yes, absolutely. Well, Coach Schmidt from Skyline High, uh, best of luck to you and your teams at the Tiger Grizz, and thank you for taking a couple of minutes to, to break it down with us as well. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Big thanks to Coach Schmidt from Skyline's cross-country program, and again, the Tiger Grizz Invitational. Over 40 teams are going to be competing. They say it's going to be one of the largest fields ever. And you can catch all four varsity heats on IdahoSports.com starting approximately 245 tomorrow afternoon. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be exciting. It's the first cross-country broadcast we've ever done at IdahoSports.com. And uh it might be the start of what's going to be maybe a good tradition moving forward. We're we're certainly excited to bring it to you tomorrow. Uh that'll do it for this edition of the East Idaho Prepcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Couple of friendly reminders. If you want to see what we have uh, on the broadcast schedule, you can go to IdahoSports.com across the top of the uh homepage you'll see the game streams link, go ahead and click that, and that will show you all of the audio and video broadcasts we have coming up, not just this week, but uh, in the weeks and, and months ahead as well. The two big broadcasts, football tomorrow night, we're going to have, uh, well, football will have two broadcasts actually on IdahoSports.com. I failed to mention this earlier, uh, that big battle at Ravston Stadium between Thunder Ridge and Idaho Falls. That will be broadcast on IdahoSports.com, kicking off at 7 o'clock. We will also have Jerome at Shelley for you at 7 o'clock as well. And, of course, tomorrow afternoon, Tiger Grizz Invitational 
245 coverage will start there. That's all uh, on the game streams page at idahosports.com. The Friday Night Flash is back. That's right. Our live interactive uh, updating scoreboard of football scores from corner to corner in the state of Idaho. That's right. It is a comprehensive statewide scoreboard. Our intern Keller is doing a great job week in, week out, getting those score updates, and you will see real-time updates of football games across the state. That's the Friday Night Flash. You can find that right on the homepage. And we debuted it last week. We had about 50 people participating. I want to see more, okay? This is free money. (laughs) Free money on the line with our Gridiron Game Picks. That's right, the Gridiron Game Picks. It's right on the homepage, idahosports.com, right at the top. All you have to do is get your picks in before 7 p.m. each and every Friday. You're picking every single football game across the state of Idaho. And if you get the most picks correct, you win 25 bucks. That's right. It's going to be so much fun. And it's your chance to prove that you know more than me or Paul Kingsbury or Lance Taylor or any of the so-called IdahoSports.com experts. Um, last week I talked about was the first week of the season and I, you know, I did okay. You know, it wasn't terrible, but, uh, I finished 10th. I finished 10th overall in the standings highest among Idaho sports employees, except for intern Keller, (laughs) intern Keller finished just ahead of me in ninth place. So I don't know. I did 10th. That's not bad. But Jim Erickson was was the guy. He got 54 of 66 games picked correctly. So big props to Jim Erickson, our week one winner for the Gridiron Game Picks. And we want to see everybody uh, get signed up and registered and make your picks for game two. We, we want more people participating, more chances to win good competition. And again, free cash that you could win from our Gridiron Game Picks. So. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the East Idaho Prepcast. I know I said that about five minutes ago before I went off on my tangent, but friendly reminder, you can get this podcast a couple of ways, audio only uh, at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. You can also catch the video version of this. You want If you want to see Coach Schmidt, uh, that interview I did, it was uh, he was getting ready for practice. He was outside, uh, but that was fine. It was fun. Uh, and so you can catch the video of this on the idahosports.com Facebook page or our YouTube channel. All right, I'm going to get out of here next week we'll be back with lance don't worry you won't have to hear me nearly as much next week uh thanks for tuning in everybody enjoy the great weekend of competition we'll see you back here next time on the east idaho prepcast from idahosports.com